Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Nuggets. Uh, this is episode 18, and uh, I am your host, Asher Levy, joined as always by my co-host, Gabe Richard. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here and uh, actually have nuggets news to talk about that's not just nonsense for that we've had for the last three months yeah it's great to actually have tangible things to talk about those tangible things of course being uh if you've paid any amount of attention uh media day and training camp uh so media day happens on monday and then uh the team has been in san diego for training camp uh throughout the last four days and then they have a, a preseason game on Monday, which will be nice to actually finally see, you know, some some basketball, even if it's not super meaningful. So, starting with media day, uh, I was there. The vibes it, were good. It felt like everyone was in a good mood, you know, and I feel like that's important because you look at some of the media days, like for example, the Suns, and. You could tell guys don't want to be there. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton uh, does not seem like he's having the best time right now. Uh, you don't uh, often see guys who got paid max money uh, not smile on media day and say they haven't talked to their coach since Game 7. But that's besides the point. Uh, the Nuggets were not like that. They, The way it worked is uh, players got brought out in pairs, and you had uh, some... <laughs> Funny pairs, like Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan was funny to sit, sit there and, and watch. They had funny uh, expressions. You know, they they were good vibes. They, you could tell that they knew what they were there for. They know the process of the NBA at this point, and both of them have been in the league for a long time, so that's to be expected. But, you know, they, according to uh, folks in training camp and also, uh, you know, on media day, they have kind of been vocal leaders, uh, bringing guys in. Jeff Green hosted a minicamp in Miami over uh, the offseason that some of the guys went for. And, you know, the, their roles will probably be those veteran leaders in the locker room. And then you also had uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, who it's the first time we've heard from Jamal Murray in a while. And he seems to be back like he was, you know. There's still, uh, obviously... Some rust to shake off because even if you're in really, really good shape, there's a difference between rehab shape and game shape, uh, especially coming off of 18 months of not playing. But he seems to be where he wants to be before he gets onto the court. And it seems that him missing the last part of last season uh, was the right call. He says that he it was night and day is what he said between the last time we talked to him, which was, I believe, in May and uh, media day and that is a big thing 
he talked about how he's jumping with less hesitation. He doesn't think about so much uh, which knee he's jumping off of. He's thinking a lot less about it, and it's coming to him intuitively. And that is a big step in a rehab process. And if he came back and was still having those questions, it would probably affect his play on the court a lot. But he says that it's not affecting him as much. And there have been clips from training camp that have come out and you can see that he has that spring in his step again. You can see that he's kind of back to uh, what he was, or very close to it at the very least. Uh, so, with you know Jamal Murray so far, do you have any takeaways from his media day or his training camp? No, I'm glad to see that he's back. Um, it's also I've seen the clips as well. It's good to see that he has that burst and that um, bounce to his step again. Um, that is obviously that is a huge step, and if it and the mental confidence aspect of it is such a huge thing that goes overlooked, um, especially like if you're not, at, and this isn't a shot at anybody that's not an athlete, like if you're not an athlete and you've never experienced an injury where you were unable to perform at the levels you were used to, you're going to have some hesitation, especially if it took you a while to come back in that rehab process. Like, I mean, Murray's not played basketball at, like, at the NBA speed since April of 2021. So it's been a while for him. So he's going. I'm not surprised that he had some hesitation. So I'm glad to see that he was able to kind of work through that. And um, I think the first big thing for him, like in the game, is going to be that one hit where he lands a little awkward. I think that that'll be like, and everyone's like, oh well, why, you don't, you're not rooting for that, or you don't want to root for that to happen. And I'm like, I'm not rooting for it to happen. I'm just, it happens in games. You're gonna go up, you're gonna get bumped, and you're gonna land a little funny. As, and it's going to be important for him to have that hit happen and then just get up and walk it off. Because once that happens, it's kind of like how you see NFL players. They're like, you know, that first hit, I just want to get that out of the way and then move on. I think that Murray, especially as the kind of guard that he is, he needs to take that first, like once he goes in, gets that first hit out of the way, I think that he'll be all gravy and he'll have just take an even bigger boost to his confidence. And we already know that a confident Jamal Murray is a very, very good Jamal Murray. I know, I believe it was you on Twitter the other day mentioned that he can be an all-star this year if he's close to healthy and if he's able, able to stay healthy and be active all throughout the first half of the season. And I have no reason to disagree with you. I think that he is one of the best guards in the West and and can be one of the best guards in the NBA if he's able to stay fully healthy and put together a full uh, campaign this year yeah I, I fully agree I did say I I don't think it's unreasonable to say Jamal Murray could make a legitimate all-star bid this season I think uh, there is an expectation of him starting a little rusty but if he knocks that rest off uh, fairly early in the season and by January is averaging like 25 and 5 on good efficiency which we've seen him do in the past I think with you know Donovan Mitchell being traded uh, DeJounte Murray being traded to the East. There are a few spots open uh, for contention among all-star guards this season, and I think Jamal Murray is chief among the people that are primed to be a first-time all-star. You know, uh, The Nuggets, they can win like 60 games this season, and if they're on pace for that uh, throughout the first portion of the season, they will be good enough to justify having two all-stars. And I think that Jamal Murray is like, not likely, but he will have the best shot of his career at making an all-star appearance if he can uh, get back to what he was before the injury very quickly. And he uh, talked that 
he doesn't really care what he gets what he does on the court uh he just wants to play right now and i think that's a good mindset to have he's not going to be uh getting in his head too much about it if he starts the season pretty rough which might happen you know and might not but not playing for 18 months it'll certainly have you know there will be some rust there and if he doesn't get in his own head about it which it doesn't appear that he will it will be a really good mentality to have of just wanting to get out there wanting to do what he knows he can do and you know just get back to what he was and he and Jokic you know best two-man game in the league in my opinion as far as playing off of each other I think they complement each other's games in a way that no other player in the NBA could really complement each other and having those release valves again for Jokic and having that net for Murray to come back will be massively beneficial for both of them and it'll be a, a great thing for Nuggets fans to see. Another Nuggets player who had an injury and is making his way back after a long uh, a long time off the court is Michael Porter Jr. And he had some interesting comments uh, on Media Day. You know, uh, M- Michael Malone on Media Day talked that they were going to be smart with uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr.'s injuries, bringing them back. And the, they are fully back and they are you know obviously cleared for everything but that they were going to be smart and maybe rest them in spots or you know just be smart with their recovery and their rehab and all that stuff that goes into these big injuries and Michael Porter in his interview said that he doesn't think resting is quite the right answer he said he would prefer to play all 82 games and that he just wants to be out there, just wants to play. And I can kind of see where he's coming from with it, uh, just because, like, he he's suffered so many injuries that he probably just wants to get out there and just play until he can't anymore. Uh, however, the team uh, is not likely to share that opinion because they paid him max money. And that's a lot of money to invest in someone. So they want to, you know, elongate. Uh, his playing time as long as they can. Another uh, thing he talked about a lot was focusing on the mental side of things as well, which you know is a big part of coming back from an injury is just trying to get yourself mentally right, as we talked about with Jamal. He talked a lot about uh, exploring the mental side of the game for himself and uh, that he approached rehab from a mental direction as well as a physical direction and an emotional uh, direction, which they're all important. Um, how, how do you feel about his comments on Media Day and how his upcoming season will unfold? Well, ultimately, I think that it could actually be a couple of different things. For one, I think that it could be a simple matter of he has dealt with injuries multiple times. He just wants to get back out there and he wants to play basketball. Another aspect of it could be that he could be wanting to prove that the organization didn't make a mistake and in investing a lot of money because there are a lot of people in NBA media and online that are saying that it was a mistake, that Denver giving in the contract that they did was foolish. Uh, obviously, everybody always references the, uh, I believe it's John Hollinger, like the report that he gave during the pre-draft process where 
some NBA executive said, nobody, we've never seen an, a medical report as bad as the one on Michael Porter Jr.'s back. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., when he's been healthy, has been pretty damn good when he's been out there. Has he been injured? Yeah. So have other guys. But, I mean, he also probably wants to prove to not just, like, executives or other NBA people, but he also probably wants to prove to the fans that he can be out there because I know that, like, I'm so I'm a Packer fan, for those that don't know, and David Bakhtiari, left tackle for the Packers, just came back for the first time. Um, like, so he played, like, half of a game uh, at the end of last season, sustained an injury that caused him to miss a couple games to start this year. And then he had been out for pretty much the entire other season, like, season and a half prior to that. And people were saying he should he's just gonna retire. The contract was a mistake. We're saying all these things about him. And he, like these were fans, not just analysts, but fans were saying these things. So I think that Michael Porter Jr. is probably hearing similar things. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there's people on Nuggets Twitter like, oh, we should just try and find a way to trade him while we can or do that and just get rid of him, move on from him. I'm I'm sure that he probably wants to silence the critics. I mean, he wants to go out there and play eighty two games partially because he probably wants to, but also because he wants to prove to everybody that says he can't do it, that he, in fact, can play 82 games. It's, I mean, unless we blatantly ask him, like, and get inside his head, and even then you might not get the full answer if you ask him. But, I mean, there's, I think that there could be a few different motivations for why he's thinking and talking the way that he is. Yeah, I, I think that it is a case of, uh, probably both things, you know, I think he really does love the game of basketball and anyone in the Nuggets front office will tell you that he is a competitor. He wants to be out there and he, he probably hates the fact that he hasn't been able to play in so long. And that's probably why he tried to play through, uh, his back pain last season. Um, but it's probably a mix of him just wanting to get back out there and play the game that he loves and then also wanting to prove people wrong because when you have a competitive mindset you don't want people saying that you know you're overrated or it was a mistake to give you uh, money that you've worked your entire life to earn so it's a pretty understandable uh, stance to have on the matter we will see how it plays out uh, it's likely that he is going to rest regardless of you know him wanting to play all 82 but we'll see and then uh, some other highlights from media day was uh was Jokic and murray they were as always you know had a good dynamic they talked a lot about their chemistry how excited they were to play on the court with each other again um we had zeke naji talking about how he put on uh, 10 pounds of muscle this offseason and that Malone mentioned that he sees Zeke as a big. They've been trying to make him into a three and that they were going to try and move him in the direction of playing the four or five rather than as a as a uh, small forward this season, which I agree with. I think you know Zeke is someone who definitely has the skill set of a four and the Nuggets do need a backup five. And if he can fill in well in those roles, I think that's probably where he's best utilized in this roster. Um, there, there were not too many shocking uh, things, though, at Media Day. Like, 
all this stuff is things that you know we we could have kind of inferred you know like we asked what do you see Bruce Brown bringing to the table and we were told a lot of defense and they talked a lot about how his defensive versatility was something that they really wanted and was really appealing to them and after seeing the way that the Warriors uh, scored like a lot on them and seeing the defensive versatility of both the Celtics and the Warriors in the finals they wanted to go out and get guys who brought more defensive versatility to the table and Bruce Brown is a poster child for versatility on both sides of the floor they talked about KCP he's also a fantastic defender he said that he's excited to show that his defense doesn't get talked about enough and that's the kind of mindset that you know Nuggets fans Nuggets uh, front office people the media they want to hear that uh, from KCP because him bringing the heat defensively will be massive for uh, the Nuggets. And, you know, we've kind of already talked about it, but how do you see, uh, like, those two impacting the defense going forward? Because that was a big talking point uh, for both sides, for everyone. I mean, we've talked about it multiple times this summer. I mean, you and I were both huge fans of the Bruce Brown signing. I literally wrote about it 20 minutes, and and the article went up 20 minutes before they announced that he was going to be signed, and I was like, hell yeah, Uh, that's a big W for me. Um, I love the fact that he can play both ends of the floor uh, at a at a high level. I think that he is a underrated ball handler, and I think that that gives you another like competent ball handler on the second unit, which is something that you need with Monte Morris now in uh, Washington. Um, I also with KCP, I I think that he brings um, shooting, but also defense, which is something you need in that starting lineup. And he also doesn't need the ball in his hands to make plays. I mean, he can. Nothing against Will Barton, but I think that KCP is a much better off-the-ball player um, just with his ability to run and go around screens and just wear defenders out. And on the at the same time, on the other end, he is that perfect like Swiss Army knife middle of the defense piece that really helps round out your your like your starting lineup where you have Aaron Gordon and KCP are your two primary defensive guys. Like Murray and Jokic and Porter can kind of hold their own over there, but you have those other two guys that give you two linchpins rather than just relying on one Aaron Gordon. And I think that that will just be a huge, huge boon to the team and and what they're able to bring. And on nights where you're playing teams that are a little more guard heavy, like uh, some, like smaller guards, uh, maybe like Atlanta is, an, is a good example. Maybe you start Bruce Brown instead of KCP. Just go a little smaller and you have KCP on the second unit. There are this team has a lot of flexibility because they've made a huge investment in their wings, and that is with the modern NBA. That's what you have to do. I mean, you have Christian Brown, you have Peyton Watson, you have KCP, you have Bruce Brown. All of those, all four of those guys can defend multiple positions. Denver understands how the modern NBA is played, and they have made a concerted effort this offseason to go and address it and be in the modern NBA. Besides having a center as your superstar player. They are about as modern as it gets. Even Jamal Murray, your like your starting point guard, is six four. Like this is a large, long team that has the ability to play on both ends and has also has the ability to shoot from outside as well as drive and like slash to the rim. This team is built to win in the modern NBA. There's no way around it. And this offseason and those additions that they made are just the like the icing on the cake or the finishing touches that you need to really push for a championship this season. Yeah, I, I'm in full agreement. You know, Tim Conley did a good job building the core, but I think 
uh, this offseason, Calvin Booth really made the right uh, accents to the roster, if you will. Like the the details, the fine print of the roster. I think he really ironed that out and got a far better uh, team for the modern NBA built. And that was one thing that they talked about uh, on media day was that they wanted to build a team with you know more versatility, like we see with the Celtics or the Warriors. And yeah, it's a very encouraging media day. It's been an encouraging training camp, from my understanding. And we will see this team in action on Monday against OKC. Uh, it will be in Denver, and we will have a recap for you guys afterwards. Uh, maybe after, maybe after that game, maybe after a couple games, but we will have more content coming uh, very soon. You can find uh, Gage's uh, work. Uh, on stiffs you can find my work on stiffs you can find uh, our other non-nuggets related stuff uh, on our twitters gauges is uh, g ridgeford nfl mine is asher levy nba they'll both be linked in the episode notes uh, for this episode but yeah that will do it for uh, today and thank you so much for listening have a good one guys thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.